You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I mean, that's definitely going to be a chapter in the book once I get it fully written. I've got it in pieces right now. How many chapters you know, do you think this book is going to have? Well, I've, so far I've just got the table of contents. And uh, that part... So you have the, the titles of, of separate chapters, but oh, yeah. no chapters. The table of contents itself, actually, that is... It's a pretty much a full page in its own. And so I keep adding in all these sections because there's so many rules that people need to know about. I feel, I feel like you know, writing something like this is going to be something that you know, historians will review and they'll say like, oh, here's how society should have run when they discovered you know, the perfect society. That, uh, I think that historians will be very confused. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibble here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and then available via podcast all over the internet wherever podcasts can be founded. Thank you for finding us. All right, we've got a bunch of stuff that we're going to get to today. I do want to remind everybody, of course, to go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the links that are on our site. Just every single link, step by step, go through the entire site, the 1,500 episodes, or just click on the Amazon link if you're going to buy something from Amazon. Those are the two choices. You know, you weigh it out however you want to do. And of course, our fine sponsors uh, that are all on the page as well. Um, All right. So what we were talking about here at the beginning is, uh, one, Yes, I, I do have a forthcoming, uh, you know, untitled book that's going to be coming out that isn't written yet and um, that I've I've written a table of contents for. And one of the chapters, though, is going to be something that this we were just... This is a bullshit chapter, by the way. I'm just calling this out. You okay. are n- Nobody's going to follow this chapter. So the book's essentially going to be a book of rules. And because I've talked about it here on the show, a lot of it will be garnered from this. And this is There's why historians some... will be confused. They'll be like, who's who's Greg Nibler? And why is why did he decide to take it upon himself to make Greg a book of Nibler. rules? Nibler. A- a book of rules. I still remember my uh, side note. My uh, there was the uh, PE teacher in middle school, and she w- you had the same. It was a small school, so you had the same teacher every year, and she did roll call every year. And like, there's not that many students. There was like 120 students, maybe in my class. Not that hard to figure out. Every year, she would pronounce my name different. It would be either Niebler or Nibler, and 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 she would never just say Nibbler. Mm. I think I feel like she was embarrassed to actually I'd pronounce. I'd be confused it. by your name. I would think it would be a hard eye because if it was Nibbler, I would think two B's. It always well, has been a little confusing. What do you? What do you I would think how would you, you pronounce say Nibbler? Nibbler. I think originally there were Nibblers that were spelling it uh, N I E B L E R. I think there are some like that. But even with just one B, like I would think that that would be like a, a like a solid I, like a Nibbler. A Nibbler, not mm-hmm. a Nibbler. A not, Nibbler. A, not a Nibbler, no. Nibbler. Maybe I should start pronouncing my name that way and then just get really mad for no reason if somebody pronounces oh, it Nibbler. Oh, yeah, like my story about uh, Mrs. Fajot. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, Mrs. That's Fajot. The, that's the French pronunciation of her name. <laughs> yeah, because everyone really paid attention to that. Oh, that's far worse that than was, the last oh, name of Nibbler. Every, yes. That is far worse. So. Well, it's pronounced Nibbler, and that's how it is. But yes, my book, um, you know, there there will be different chapters. There's, of course, you know, birthday rules. It's kind of going to be like a guide to live by for society in general. Like, these are unwritten rules that everybody should follow, but a lot of people don't. For example, you know, one of them will be, you know, birthday rules. We've talked about this. You know, when you're allowed to celebrate your birthday, you can't milk your friends for presents twice. You can't have all these multiple Don't parties. Don't milking your friends. That just yeah, sounds wrong. Yeah, milking your buddies for their, you know, never mind. Uh, so, so, you know, there's birthday rules that go along with it. There's, I mean, there are rules really literally for everything. I mean, there's that people should be following 
that they don't, like fast food rules. If you're going through, here's a rule. Here's a tidbit, something you can use in your real life. If you're going through fast food with a friend, and so you're the driver. But you never go through fast food with a friend usually unless it's, you know. After, yeah, you do sometimes. Well, if it's, you know, in the middle of the night. But well, I mean, or like if you're the on day, the it's way like your shame food. Well, sometimes, to some people, some people go through with other people. If you're going through a drive through Okay, a drive through It doesn't necessarily have to be fast food. So when you go through a drive through um, you know, say you're the driver and there's a passenger in the front seat. And that's it. It's driver and passenger. The driver is driving. You order the food. You get through the drive through You're going somewhere else to eat. That's, that's the intent usually with fast food. You're going to end up at a destination. Say you're going back to somebody's house. You know, you're going to watch some TV or whatever. Just stopped off for you some food. You don't it in the car? No. This is the, where the problem is. Okay, the passenger is not allowed to start eating while the driver has to drive. That is not cool for the passenger just to start chowing down on Even their food. Even if you yourself are the passenger? Yes. Not cool. No. You, out of respect. You have been the passenger in my car before when we've gone through, I mean, I'm sh- very healthy fast food places. Yeah. Or you'll like sneak a couple like fries or whatever. I will not sneak you fries. Will. I've seen you do no, it. No, I won't because they're too You're hot when they come out. You're a dirty liar. No, I won't. And if I did, you could bust me on that because that would be not abiding by the rules. It's disrespectful to the driver to start eating. In the, when you're in the passenger seat until the driver can Maybe also eat. It's being disrespectful it's like, to the hungry passenger no, because the driver's taking no, too it's long. It's like when you're at a restaurant and someone's food comes out before the other one. It's polite to wait till they get their food too and then begin eating or at least ask for permission. It's the same same rules apply. Same rules apply in the... Uh, in, in when you're, but so when one you're of your chapters is going to be the what the rules for drive-through eating and ordering. Well, that'll be a, it'll be a minor chapter. It'll be a minor chapter. Now, speaking of, yeah, by the way, if I'm hungry enough, you're never going to stop me from eating my food that see, I paid for. That's rude because I I'm driving care. you. I'm don't driving care. you. Don't care. You don't have to do a damn thing. You can eat while you drive. I can No, that is unsafe and is not as enjoyable to eat while you're driving. Well, that's your problem. Well, okay. B- you can bl- still you can eat. You can Note to some- self: never give Sarah a ride through a drive-through ever because she's going to be rude and not follow the rules. Well, exactly. And you know what? You're not also thinking about it in the same um, guidelines. So, David, our friend in the chat, said passengers' job is to supply fries, which is totally true. You could also, Mm-mm. if the passenger's eating, you you pass Hold over. Hold up. Okay. If we want to get into this, there's a number of rules with oh, this. Oh, I remember specifically a time when I was the passenger and I gave you food. What, you gave me a fry or something? No, when uh, I think we were like going to a meeting or something, and you and I both hadn't eaten, and we drove through some like drive through thing. And I, as the passenger, was hungry, and you were hungry as the driver, and we didn't have time to stop. So I gave you your cheeseburger, but I unwrapped it. This sounds it. like a very elaborate story you've come up with. No, I unwrapped it, and I, I gave it, like I half unwrapped it and like gave it to you half unwrapped so that you had like a holdy part for the cheeseburger and you were eating Are you talking about in some kind of emergency situation? That's an, different. It was not an emergency situation. We wouldn't have stopped to get I guarantee there was some kind of an, an emergency emer- situation. We're not sitting in line at a fast food restaurant no, if it's that, an emergency. I am striking that from the record. That did not happen and that's not go- that's not going into I the am rules. not telling an untruth. <laughs> I'm just striking it from the record. The the rules are I mean it's just it's common courtesy not to start eating when you're in the passenger seat when someone else is driving. I mean, it's 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 just one of those things, you know. You you don't. Uh, 
I, it's it's frustrating me right now. You're frustrating mm. me. You're I'm, frustrating. I'm me. very frustrating. Yes, it I'm, is. I'm very it's frustrating. Very frustrating. Yeah, uh, no, okay. That, these, these weren't even the back. rules that we were talking about. We were talking no. about something else entirely. I'm just giving examples. Well, the other rule does have to do with the car. And the rules are this. So when you are with a group of people, say you were at a, a rest or a restaurant or you're hanging out at a house. We'll say you're hanging out at a house. And there is one friend who's going to be the driver who's going to go take you somewhere else. And there's more than two passengers. So it's a, well, this example will be a driver and two passengers. You walk out. What are the rules of who gets the front seat, also known as shotgun? In the car. And it's generally agreed upon that the person who is uh, who calls it, who calls out shotgun. Yes, the person who says shotgun gets shotgun. Yes, but when are you allowed to yell out shotgun? So say you're watching, uh, you're watching a game, and at the end of that game, you're all going to get up, you're going to go outside, and you're going to drive off Once to you somebody step else's outside. house. Oh, but I've seen you do this many times before you step outside. What are you talking about? This is exactly what well, you did. If you're en route to the place, like you're thinking about going and you guys have already maybe discussed getting up, uh, you know, getting off the couch and heading somewhere. And like, it's my first thought if I'm the first one to think it. Sometimes I think that I'm entitled to have it. No, see, that is wrong. Uh, David in the chat and says, when all passengers are in view of car. That's also wrong. So there's, here's, here's how the rules work for shotgun. Um, Are these Greg's rules or rules in general? Well, I mean, they're kind of one and the same. I mean, pretty much I would say that my rules are the rules that people should probably follow and everybody would get along a lot better. Here's the rules of shotgun. Um, okay, yeah, David, see, unless it's your car or your significant others with you, true, they get priorities. You, you, unless it's agreed upon that it's a free-for-all, they would get priority. That's true. I'll give you that. Significant other usually gets priority. And that's for the benefit of the driver. Because the driver is going to, the one's going to get yelled at. All right. Oh, and Edward in the chat saying, as a tolly, I get the front seat. No, no. Tollies oh, do not get special treatment. I knew that Greg was going to have They do not like, get special treatment. It's that. not my fault that they have these freak tall legs. So here's the thing. So for, for shotgun, it works like this. You're inside an establishment. You walk out the door. The, the second you can call shotgun is when you're on to public Property if you're out in public. So it's got to be onto the sidewalk. property? What if you're like you're a, the, at, a, at like a friend's house? You have to be on the sidewalk? You have to be off of the yeah, private property? Yeah, you would need to be on the sidewalk. Now, if it's mm-hmm. in the driveway, that's a little bit different. You can do it right when you come out the door for that. But you definitely have to be outside. And you definitely... It's preferred to be on public property. So, like, say you're at an establishment, and once you walk out onto that sidewalk, bam, public property, shotgun. You can call shotgun. But not until you leave the property. Mm. That is the general rule. Other people who yes, I'll be happy. I believe that it's up to the driver to let you know like what they what they deem to be acceptable shotgun calling. I mean, obviously they're the driver, so they could you know try to override things. And yeah, it's their car, but that doesn't mean it's right. I mean, yes, they're driving, so they can try to boss people around, and so they have that. It doesn't mean it's their right if they are changing the rules. The rules are the rules. And that's what the rules are. You have to be out on public property, and then you can yell out shotgun. No, I don't think that just because it, you are saying it's public property that makes it so. Well, I am looking. You aren't the only person, Greg, that has rules for calling shotgun. I didn't even realize this. Uh, our friend Jez in the chat just sent me the link. There is an actual website called shotgunrules.com. 
Oh, really? Well, okay, what are their rules? Right, what are their rules you, for they shotgun? They have some pretty in-depth rules. So yours are basically, I'm grumpy, and you have to be on public property. No, it's those are rules that everybody and follows. Significant other, like, that's bullshit, by the way. Significant other, other trumping all. Yeah, well, that's for the benefit of the driver. You cannot dispute that. When that happens, you blame the significant other. You don't blame the driver. Because the significant other is doing it to appease, or the driver is doing it to appease them. Because they don't have a choice in the matter. Mainly, okay, I'm saying this from personal experience. You're, you're looking at it like an angry girlfriend. That's what you're dealing with. The driver's going to have to deal with that. If, if like, there's two people and the driver, let's say, for instance, his name is Gary, and uh, and if the girl wants to sit up front with somebody like else. You would like to name Gary because it's totally a mixture between Greg and Larry. I don't know. I didn't, I've never put that much thought into it. I, I was just I thinking did. of another G name. There's not that many G names. You know, there's Gary, there's George. Greg. George, I guess, yeah, but it's that's a longer version. Like, what's a short four-letter G name? Greg, Gary. Yeah, Greg, Gary. Gray, but nobody uses gray. That's not very very often. Oh, I don't know. Jeb? Can you spell that with a G? No. I guess you can spell Jeff with a G, but that's not the same either. Gary, Greg. I mean, I, how are there other ones? That there I'm not thinking to be. Of? I don't know. You're the one with the G name. I don't sit at home thinking of short man G names. I mean, I'm just saying. Gil. Okay, yeah, Gil. Oh, Gil. Gil duh, we have a yeah. good friend name. All right, Gil. yeah, Gil. Gil kind of works. Yeah, that that would that would work. Um, Gus. Mm, yeah, how many Gusses I, do you know? I know two Gusses actually. You know two Gusses, mm-hmm. and I know a Gus that works at Big Ass Sandwiches. Okay. Well, I guess I don't know that many Gusses, so it doesn't come up to my... I don't think of it very often. Uh, guy, yeah, but that's too... That doesn't work. Then you I, have to do some explaining. No, and there, I, yeah, no, there I know, are people called Guy. I know they're... I'm not saying it's a bad name. I'm saying when I'm using a quick shorthand are, name... If you guys know this, did you just hear Greg say that he doesn't think that people named Guy are actual people? Okay, in, in the context of the story I was just saying. So say there's a guy named Guy driving. Like, that's just... It's too much when I'm telling a story. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work. I'm sorry, guys... You're kind of lucky because you don't get to, have, you know, you don't have to, have to be included. Every in time like you tell a story, the person's name has to be Guy from now on. No, because that's too much explaining. I have to explain it too much. All right. Anyway, what were we at? Oh yes, shotgun rules. So, tell Sarah, t- tell me what this website you went to. All right. So this website, it seems pretty thoroughly researched. It doesn't seem like somebody woke up one morning and they're like, hey, I'm going to make a table of contents for a book that I'm never going to write and come up with some bombastic, stupid ideas on how or when people should call. I'm pulling up my table of contents right now, by the way. Okay. All right. Rules for calling shotgun. So this uh, website says as such, the following rules have been created through many years of exploring the ritual of shotgun. And are designed with the idea of fairness to all potential occupants of a vehicle as the main priority. Okay. All right. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm not saying I'm going to agree, but I'm listening. This purports to be written by shotgun experts. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, first of all, do you know the reason why it's called shotgun, Greg? Because you're riding shotgun. Like the person who used to ride in the the wagons would have the shotgun and they would ride in the front next to the driver. That's really good. Yes. All right. So the standard rules are as such. Try to fool me with something? Trying to you gotta come you. come better than that. The first rule of shotgun is you must say the word shotgun. Yeah. If you are calling it, this has to be done clearly and loudly enough so at least one of the other to be occupants of the vehicle can hear you. Okay. Yeah, fair. All right, another I agree so far. I actually agree with this next one too. Uh the the second rule is the deed must be done before shotgun may be called. What do you mean? So say, for example, you're going on a shopping trip to the mall or you're like going to a bar. Like you have to go and accomplish the thing that you drove over there to do. 
Yeah. Like dropping off something at someone's house or going and hanging out for a few minutes and coming out. The S- deed must be done before you can come back outside. Like you can't go outside for a smoke break and be like, oh, shotgun. You have to make sure it's all Hence why I said public property. That is the key point of that. After you leave the private property that you're on or whatever it is, once you're on public property... Yeah, so I agree with that. This says accepting the concept of the deed is critically important because it establishes the shotgun calling time frame that ensures that everyone has an equal chance of recognizing when to call shotgun. For example, this gives an example. There's no greater uh, crime than calling shotgun on a Monday in reference to going to a show at a concert on a Friday. Well, everybody knows that. That's Not everybody. That's Maybe people don't know over that. over the top with the rules. All right, we can skip that. We all know that. You've okay. gotta, it has, it's got to be right then. You must be outside. To call shotgun. Uh, did I not just say that? Mm. You, uh, Yes, you did, Greg. Yes. That's just mind-boggling. Uh, so there's uh, the shotgun hogger. Uh, shotgun hoggers are people who prioritize shotgun much more than a normal human being. This is Greg, by the way. I just realized this. This is you. Wait a minute. Are These you... people will alter their usual behavior and even undermine their own ethics in order to gain rights to get that shotgun. That is you. A hundred percent you. They sprint for the exit. I always sit in the back of wherever, whoever's driving. They do it through legal shotgun means, however, such as sprinting to an exit. Therefore, they cannot be voided, which is the next rule. Then if it's legal, it's legal. Yeah. If it's legal, it's legal. So if you sprint to the door, I'm just saying that you kind of have a shotgun problem. And that is so untrue that I am the shotgun hogger. That is absolutely a thousand percent you. Meet everybody that that we've ever known. Nobody thinks that I... Yeah, I can find... Plenty of uh, plenty of witnesses. It's actually usually a competition between Greg and myself, and I usually almost always win. You, because you complain too much. Mm-mm. Because I follow the rules of shotgun. If that is going to be writing a chapter is, on sh- calling you shotgun, are blatantly, it would probably be me. You are blatantly lying right now. Number the next, is, the next shotgun rule is voiding. When you break a shotgun rule as stated in this guide, you may be voided. I know I'm a stickler for rules, but that is completely untrue. All right. So, uh, although somewhat discretionary, you can be voided of getting your opportunity to get shotgun if you call it indoors. Uh, one of the other ones is you have to have your shoes on if you're calling shotgun. You have to have your shoes on. Well, you That's should. You're walking outside. I mean, or if you display any other blatant regard for shotgun protocol. Blatant disregard or disregard for shotgun protocol. Okay. Yeah. All right, so if it's a minor rule infraction, voiding may not need to be exercised. No, all infractions need to be voided. Mm-hmm. So voiding only applies for the ride directly after the voiding has occurred. So you get to, you're voided one shotgun opportunity. Yeah, you can leave that up to the driver, though, mm-hmm. if it's bad enough. All right, so there's uh, the footwear rule. You must be wearing shoes. You have to be wearing your Yeah, I, I said I agreed okay. with that. So I'm, I'm going through the basic rules right now. I know. So I, there's it, re-entry. Uh, if you call shotgun verbally and you go back back inside or back to where the deed took place, you must recall shotgun. Oh, yeah. It's voided at that point. You, mm-hmm. Absolutely. You call shotgun, your next step is going to go sit in that in the vehicle. Like if you call shotgun and you like, forgot your phone inside. Too bad. That means you've Tough lost luck. It. Void it. Either it. leave the phone, mm-hmm. forget about the phone, get a new one, or you're writing them you back. You also have to be uh, line of sight. In the situation of, uh, you know... Not necessarily. That I disagree with. It says, in the situation of the deed being a hike or another outdoor activity that takes you far away from the vehicle, you may not call shotgun until the automobile is within your sight. All right. These are good. Yeah, I'll agree with that. In that situation, if you're on a... If everything is public property, then okay. Yeah, you got to be in sight. 
Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go with that. Also, an outdated shotgun rule is that you do not have to put your hand on the shotgun door handle anymore. No. That used to be an old rule. Okay. They said now it's, it's, it's too old timey. You know, I really, uh, this person's pretty good. This person's pretty good. Uh, if you manage to sit down in the passenger seat before anyone has called it, you get to keep the position even if someone else calls shotgun after you're seated. Oh, I like that rule. Wait, what is it? If you sit down in the passenger seat before someone calls shotgun and then they say shotgun and try to get you to move out of the seat, nope. Well, You've already sat there. Yeah, I mean, that's just common law. I feel I mean, like you've done that too before. You're like, you didn't call shotgun. Well, yeah, you can't wait till someone's sitting in the seat and then call shotgun and expect them to get up and get out. If you if it, if you waited that long, too bad. Too too bad. You're out of luck. No, that's that's free territory, and they're staking their claim. That's like an air... I mean, it's getting there first. Like, if somebody calls shotgun, okay, fine. Then then no, you have, to, you have to back off. But if nobody calls shotgun and you just get in and sit down in that front seat, that's kind of like on an airplane, you know, you're claiming your territory in your seat. That's your land then for as long as you're sitting in it. That is your territory. You don't have to get up and move. Oh, okay. I'm looking at the exceptions rules. All right, so there are some exceptions to the rules. And by the way, these aren't hard written rules, whatever site this is. So They're I'm not pretty thorough, and I am, I'm agreeing with I'm agreeing with uh, probably about eighty percent of them. I'm not gonna, uh, you know, they they are pretty much on point. But I'm saying this isn't like the end all be all of rules for shotgun. I don't know. I'm pretty sure, like, if they own the domain, that's pretty much uh, them being the kingdom of this castle or the castle of this kingdom right here. Uh, so exceptions. Moms automatically get shotgun, period. Never. Not true. I mean, yes, if you're riding with a family, you're not doing your shotgun mom. anyway. Oh, okay. That's not even worth writing a rule. What, yeah, you're going to you make your own mom. No. Well, you just said moms. Like, just because someone has had a child doesn't mean they get the front seat. Uh, also, exceptions, hitchhikers. They don't get shotgun. They should. It says here they should just be lucky enough to be getting a ride. Oh, no, uh, you want a hitchhiker in the passenger seat. Yeah, I don't think I'd want one in the back. You don't want one behind Mm-mm. you. No, no. Absolutely not. All right, here's another, and this is goes out to Eddie in the chat. Here's another exception. It says, if one of the riders of the automobile is extremely tall and you have a small vehicle, your group of friends should consider granting that rider special shotgun. Protection. If they're nice about it. If they're nice about it. Otherwise, I mean, sorry. Didn't make you tall. Uh, so this is called the giraffe rule. And, Does that mean uh, short people get to go first in places? Well, it says uh, the so it's the giraffe rule, and it's uh, being a giraffe does not entitle you to shotgun if you're super tall. If and only if you get shotgun, if the majority, fifty percent or more, of the other passengers approve to give it to you. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's fine. That applies to everyone, and that doesn't guarantee the whole time either. If you're all, like, I'm not giving anyone around. special consideration just because they're tall. I treat everyone the same. All right, and also the long Which haul. Which is all on, competition for me to win. On long car trips greater than two hours in length, shotgun privileges should be switched amongst and divided amongst equally all of the passengers. Yeah, that's fair too. I mean, I will I will say whoever wrote this, um, yeah, yeah, that, they're, they're following it pretty well. Yeah, if and only if they can follow all of the rules of being the passenger, which is, you know, you have to uh, be the navigator, you can't sleep. Got to give the driver food. Uh, Edward, you got a text the... message for the driver if they need something texted. Oh, I'm not going to be there. You're the DJ. Oh, I, well, okay. I dispute some of these rules. That, that's going beyond shotgun rules. This is this person's personal rules, and I don't agree with them. Uh, Edward in the live chat says, uh, who is also a 
a tolly, self-professed professed tolly. I let shorties in front of me at shows, and I offer my reaching abilities. All right, well, Edward, you're one of the good ones. So you're one of the good tollies. So Not all tollies are like so you, if Eddie though. comes to visit, he'll probably come and help you take things off of the top shelf that you've never seen. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not disputing that I am short. I, we all know this. Uh, yes, tollies do serve some useful purposes. You know, while long and always getting in the way of views. They're a little gangly. They're gangly. You know, when they fall, you really got to get out of the way because they could hurt somebody. But tall like people tall people do serve some purposes. Um, they enhance my enjoyment of sports to some degree. You know, uh, they um, can get things off the top shelves. Um, Is that pretty much it? You're just winding uh, down on why tall people are good? Yeah, I'm sure there's other things, too. They can't be flight attendants. Or they mm. can't be pilots. Yeah, tall. yeah, mm. they can't work in a submarine, either. Mm-mm. But that, but I'm not trying it's to work in a lot. submarine, so I don't really care. So that's going to be one of the chapters of your book, yes? Yeah, that'll be in it. It's it's similar to what this person wrote, but there are some stark differences. Some stark, jarring, jarring differences, contrasting differences. <laughs> oh yeah, everyone in the chat says uh, I can see when housekeepers don't clean the tops of things. I have no idea if the tops of things are clean. Oh yeah, I can't see it. Yeah, I've never like dusted. Speaking like, of which, the top of my refrigerator is probably filthy. Oh yeah, because I never, I never really, I never really think about it. Well, if you can't see it, it's I out mean, of sight, out of mind. Why waste your cleaning time? Clean the things that you can see. Yeah. Just eye level. Eye level and below. Yeah. Hello, my friends. Hello. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Greg, first off, I've got a couple stories out of Florida. All right. A couple Florida ladies in the news. Oh, uh, first up at a Manatee County Sheriff's or at a Manatee County uh, dateline from the Sheriff's Office there in Manatee County, a woman, a lovely young lady by the name of Melissa Trickle, had been dating her boyfriend for several years, and they've lived together for the past year. Apparently, though, they got into a little bit of an argument uh, this past weekend, and it turned physical when her boyfriend tried to leave the living room, and Miss Trickle approached him. Oh. Now, she was trying to block him from getting out of the way, so he shoved her aside and then went into the kitchen. Now, Miss Trickle followed him into the kitchen, and she did not like being shoved one bit. Mm-mm. So she decided to pick up a giant plate of spaghetti and throw it at him. Okay. He got covered with spaghetti. The plate hit his arm, and uh, and he called the cops on her. So Miss Trickle was arrested. However, she said that the plate of spaghetti slipped from her hand. I mean, well... Were there other acts, I'm assuming, that went along with this? I don't know. It all it says Did he really is just call the police over a plate of spaghetti? That I'm pretty sure he said that the plate hit his arm and got oh, spaghetti. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm taking a look at uh, the, the woman. And I know one is not supposed to judge books by covers. Mm-hmm. But this looks like the kind of woman that would throw spaghetti at someone and probably there was... Melissa Trickle is a saint. Yeah, I'm sure she is a She's saint. She's a saint. Yes, I'm sure she is. Well, Melissa Trickle was arrested and is being held without bond, which I'm sure is saying that the, this might not be Melissa Trickle's first offense. That's exactly. Not that I don't, we're judging. I don't, I don't think that you're going to get no bond. <laughs> like Throwing a plate of spaghetti. <laughs> throwing spaghetti. Yeah. I'm sure Melissa Trickle has been an <laughs> upstanding citizen of Florida. 
And this is just, you know, a, a bad spell. Just out of nowhere. Yep. All right, so Melissa Trickle being held in the Manatee County Jail without bond. All right, here's another Florida woman. This name's uh, this woman's name is Brooke Sutton. Now, Brooke Sutton was arrested. Florida Brooke woman. Sutton. Florida woman, Brooke. Uh, her full name is Brooke Amber Sutton. Oh. Uh, a Florida woman was arrested after she was caught stealing more than $2,000 worth of designer clothes from a beachside outlet in Florida. What? But there's also some other stuff to this story. So okay. Brooke Sutton was arrested after an Ann Taylor outlet employee discovered several security tags, an abandoned cell phone, and a puddle of urine inside of the dressing room. Oh, she peed in there? She sure did. 27-year-old Florida woman Brooke Sutton also, after she left Ann Taylor, raided the Saks. Uh, let's see. Wait a minute. So she went into Ann Taylor and she stole a bunch of... She stole a bunch of clothes. Like stuffed it in a bag or something? Accidentally left her cell phone in there and peed on the floor of the dressing room. Wow. Uh, She also ended up running into Saks, which also had a beachside outlet. Um, How did they not know when she left, though, that she had all these extra clothes? uh, Well, I know they don't explain about the Ann Taylor thing. Okay. They do with the, um, how she, you know, like Saks Fifth Avenue. Uh That's what this is. So uh, it's the outlet store for it in Florida. Um, Let's see. So Florida woman Brooke Sutton was able to swipe six pairs of designer jeans by draping them over her arms and hiding them under her jacket as she left the store. I don't even wear jeans. I mean, that she must really love jeans a lot. Well, jeans are expensive. Can I tell you guys what uh, I was telling Greg? Because Greg got some new jeans. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I can't even remember the last time I, I wore jeans. And Greg just looked at me and he's just like, you look weird in jeans. <laughs> and then that's all he said. And then like kept no, like. No, I realized my phrasing was terrible. I meant to say it's weird to see you in jeans. He just blurted. He looked at me. He's like, yeah, you look weird in jeans. I meant it more as it's weird to see you in jeans because you never wear jeans. So it's an odd sight to me like, oh, Sarah's wearing jeans. Weird. Not that you look weird in jeans. Oh, really? It wasn't the blurted out statement? Yeah, you look weird in <laughs> no. jeans. No, I realize I realize that came out the wrong way. This is why I don't speak to women. It's I did not mean to be. All right. Let me tell you. It's a little, not what I meant. Let me tell you about Sutton's story. Now, Sutton's stealing spree began after she allegedly stole the pieces of Ann Taylor merchandise in a fitting room, ripping up the security tags and leaving the shop with them hidden underneath her clothes. I used to have a friend in high school that would do that. She would wear out like. She would a friend. No, quote? I would. No, I didn't have the guts to do it. Okay. No, I was a wimp. No, my my friend Kim, who was trouble, uh-huh. trouble. Um, yeah, she. We'd go to the mall, and she would walk into a store and like put on like six shirts, just over her other shirts, uh-huh. and like different pairs of pants. Like we'd go to stores, and she would exchange <laughs> and the just shoes. like waddle out like the kid from mm-hmm. uh, a Christmas Story. She would be wearing uh, back then at her, Nordstrom. Can't put her arms down and back then at Nordstrom Rack. It was like nineteen ninety three or four or something like uh-huh. there was basically no security there's like no security whatsoever so whenever we go to the mall she'd just take whatever she'd wear like a gross old pair of shoes and then we'd go to Nordstrom Rack and she would take off her gross pair of shoes find a brand new pair of shoes that fit her and then just walk out of the store with them and wow security I think has come a little ways it's come then. a little ways a little ways yeah all right. Anyway, so she was not able to leave uh, get away with this she wasn't like my kleptomaniac friend Kim no no, no, no. Brooke Amber Sutton okay. was arrested. So uh, so they found her left-behind tags, cell phone, and puddle of urine. 
Uh, next, she went to the outlet Saks Off Fifth Shop. She hauled 15 to 20 pairs of jeans into a dressing room, slipped six Wouldn't onto, somebody have noticed? onto her arms. She put them on her arms. I thought it was over her arms. Okay. Anytime I use the dressing room, like I noticed it just for the jeans. A, was not allowed to bring in my backpack. B, they had to count everything that I was bringing in there and then give me a number. And when I came out, she checked the number for what I was buying and what I was not going to buy. Like it was a three-step process to even try this on. This woman could just walk in with 15 or 20 pairs of jeans. And then she stuck her arms in the legs of the jeans and walked out with them on her arms. Uh, so she threw a men's jacket on uh, and her own jacket on top of the denim arms and fled the shop. Uh, however, uh, deputies at Ann Taylor were able to use Florida woman Sutton's cell phone to call her husband and get a description of her car. An officer was able to track her down into the parking lot. Deputies found... Wait, she left her cell phone and left it unlocked? She left her cell phone, it was unlocked, and uh, along with the security tags she cut off and the puddle of urine that she left on the floor. Uh, Deputies found $2,100 worth of stolen goods, including a treasure trove of necklaces, tops, and $1,000 worth of jeans. Is this another case of, like, the the rich housewife who's bored, and so this is how she gets her thrills? I don't know. She didn't seem very good at it, though. I mean, Kim, you know, Klepto Kim had, like, a little bit of finesse to her, like... Balls out brazenness, just stealing crap. Yeah, like she didn't like put the well, denim things on her arms and like run out. That's the what store I mean. This pee in the in the things. This woman sounds like it's it's more of a a thing. Like it's not the item. It's like the thrill. I think it's the thrill of it. I think it's the thrill of it. Yeah. Well, she's gonna be thrilled in jail. Whew. All right, a couple. Uh, so those are my Florida stories for today. Okay. Um, I'm surprised that I'd never heard of this before because you know how much I love, you know, supernatural stuff and hauntings and all that kind of stuff. Did you know there was a real um, house in Indiana that's called the Demon House? I know. I'd never heard of it. So it's apparently one of the most, well, it was, this is what the story is going to be about, but it uh, was one of the most haunted, like supernaturally haunted by some sort of demonic This is a house in Indiana? a house in Indiana. So this is a home that sparked national attention over reports of it being infested with powerful powerful demonic activity, uh, which led to the purported possession of nearly an entire family, has now been torn down to the ground. So they raised the entire house. So this is in Gary, Indiana. Uh, So this property... Uh, was pre- was purchased by the host and executive producer of Ghost Adventures, uh, Zach Bagans, and oh. he bought it in early 2014. Now, uh, Bagans says he now plans to release a documentary on the res- residence's uh, haunting later this year, which will, will reveal the reason as to why he had it demolished, which um, I'm a sucker for that shit. I will be watching that immediately as soon as it comes out. Yeah. So he bought it. It was so evil that he had to destroy it to get wow. rid of the thing. Uh, so he went on to say, uh, something was inside the house that had the ability to do things that I've never seen before, things that others carrying the highest forms of credibility were unable to explain to me. There was something that was very dark, yet highly intelligent and powerful. So like one what? Of its, what did it do? Well, one of its last residents was a mother of three. Uh, her name was Latoya Ammons, who sought religious, medical, and law enforcement help after allegedly experiencing a series of disturbing events inside. Now, these uh, include family members levitating... Also, them speaking in tongues, convulsing, and acting extremely violent. So some of the incidents are backed up by members of the police department, as well as uh, workers with the state's Department of Child Services. In one of the instances, one of Ammon's children was described as walking backwards up a wall inside of a hospital room. This was witnessed by doctors. 
Okay, so outside of the house. At yeah, a hospital they were room. possessed by the house, but they went to the hospital and they were walking backwards up the wall inside of a hospital room, flipping into the air and landing on his feet. And another incident at the uh, instance at the doctor's office, medical staff reported seeing one of the boys being lifted by himself and thrown into a wall with nobody near him or touching him. So after residing in the rental home from November 2011 until May 2012, the family got the hell out of there and moved to Indianapolis. Uh, the horrifying events were said to have stopped for them after they moved out. Yeah. So that house has been raised to the ground. The Demon House of Gary, Indiana. Okay. Yeah. I know. I want to kind of do some more research. I do as well. I'm just kind of bouncing around in my world of I also would today. not go in there. I don't mess with that kind of stuff. With demons? Yeah. Hmm. Are you sure that's not what you have at your house? Mm. You don't have a demon in your house. I don't think so, yeah. I'm sure you're fine. Mm. (laughs) This is how random world of crazy is. From demonic houses to Chinese sex dolls. A tech startup in Guangzhou, China called Guangzhou. Guangzhou? Guangzhou? I think so. Are you messing with me? Okay. You know what? A tech startup in China... We'll just go with that. Uh, has gifted its single male employees not uh, cash bonuses for the Chinese New Year, but no, oh, the single no. male employees were gifted with sex dolls. Oh. Uh, the CEO of the company, in an interview with the Chinese media, said creative awards can express the company's culture. Therefore, I decided to give my single male employees female sex dolls. Sex dolls? Sex dolls. Guangzhou. Yeah. Guangzhou? Guangzhou. Okay. Uh, so this isn't the first time that a Chinese company has given its employees uh, year-end gifts Guangzhou. of a sexual nature. Just last year uh, in Beijing, uh, members of a tech company in Beijing had the chance to earn a night with Japanese porn star Julia Kayoka. Wait, the company offered this? Yeah, that was. I, I think it was a chance, like a raffle. A night with her? A night with Japanese porn star Julia Kayoka. Wow. So photos of the company party, which you can find online. They're kind of hilarious. Um, Photos of the company party, along with the single men accepting their sex doll awards, have been uh, posted all over Chinese social media. And some have also made their way to Twitter. So in case uh, you want to know what other employees who did not receive the sex dolls got Mm -hmm. from the company, the women and married men were given spicy cooking sauce, sandals, and dehumidifiers. Oh. What if you didn't want a night with or a sex doll? Like, I would rather, uh, given the choice between sex doll or, uh, you know, some cooking stuff. I- I'm going to go with the cooking things. I'm, I'm okay without the without the sex doll. Mm. We can get the spicy cooking then. I wouldn't mind a good uh, dehumidifier. It's a real wild night. Boy. Mm-hmm. All right, and finally, I do want to thank everybody who sent this to me. Um, please always send me stories that... Um, Make you think of me because this one was glorious. I remember this name. He was in the news a few years ago, but now he is back. This is out of Washington State. A man named Bezow Dudu Zoppity Bop Bop Bop. Okay, has, now you should explain. Has been arrested in Seattle. Yes, a man with a distinctive name who has, of course, changed it from his very normal name a few years ago. So, what is his full name? So, his full name, let's see. So, his previous name, his given name was Jeffrey Drew Wilschke. Okay. Who has legally changed his name to Bizau Doo Doo Zippity Bop Bop Bop. 
Bizao Dudu is his first name. Bizao Dudu, zippity bop bop bop. Zippity bop bop bop. Um, yes. Uh, Bizao Dudu, zippity bop bop bop. Has been accused of allegedly assaulting a Thurston County Sheriff's deputy uh, and an Evergreen State College police officer. Because, of course, Bizao Dudu, zippity bop 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 was at Evergreen State College. <laughs> oh, is <laughs> he a student sense. at Evergreen? Um, let's see, so he's 34 years young. For, has, for anybody that doesn't know, Evergreen, you probably don't know if you don't from the Northwest. Um, Evergreen State is a Evergreen State University is in Olympia, and it's um, very, very uh, liberal, liberal arts college. If you ever saw the 90s movie PCU, Politically Correct University, it was based on Evergreen. Well, loosely based on Evergreen or colleges like it. Colleges like that. But I'd always heard that it was kind of loosely based on that. Well, okay. Why are you so? I mean, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's true. I don't think I've ever heard that. Have you ever seen PCU? Well, no, I've seen PCU. Absolutely. Okay, well, okay. you should call me out to make sure that I'm wrong, Greg. Well, I'm not I'm not calling you out. I'm just saying I don't know if that's that PCU was based on it. Oh, I had always heard that it was based on like the extreme liberal like arts colleges, one of oh. which was okay. Evergreen. All right. All right. Regardless or not, Evergreen is one of those kind of schools. Okay. Uh, so Bizao Dudu Zippity Bop 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 has been arrested on two counts of assault as well as malicious, uh, malicious mischief and malicious harassment. He's being held on $50,000 bail. Okay. Now, Zippity Bop Bop Bop, whose given name was Jeffrey Drew Wilschke, was seen tearing down flyers at Evergreen State College. Now, the police officer was not happy with him, chased him down, and struggled with him. Zappity Bop 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 allegedly tried to grab the officer's gun. Uh, in doing so, he bit his finger and tried to stab the officer with a pen. The officer then tried to use a taser, but Zippity Bop 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 ran away. I can't keep saying his name. They use it so many times in the story. Oh, well, yeah, it's fun to type. It is, and it's kind of fun to say, too. Uh, the deputy uh, reportedly chased uh, Bizao Dudu Zippity Bop Bop Bop, who allegedly threw rocks and a brick at the deputy. One of who struck him, one of which struck him after evading another taser attempt. Zippity Bop 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 was arrested with the help of a second deputy. Now, uh, this isn't the first time that Zippity Bop 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 has been placed in the news before because of his strange name and criminal history. Uh, he's been in and out of the mental health care system, diagnosed with schizophrenia, which he vehemently denies. Yes. He says that he has suffered from depression and post-traumatic stress disorder, but no, 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 not schizophrenic whatsoever. So right now, Bizao Dudu Zippity Bop 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 is off the streets and not terrorizing the Evergreen State College campus. Okay. There you go. Okay. And that's your world of crazy. Bizao Dudu? Bizao Dudu Zippity Bop Bop. I'm trying to think if, you know, if I were to come up with my own name, I don't know. I don't think I'd go that route. Well, Shit, crazy. I mean, you're a little crazy, but Bizao Dudu. But you're not Bizao Dudu crazy. Bizao Dudu. Bizao oh, Dudu. Is she Bizao Dudu crazy? <laughs> All right. Um. Ball talk time. I just wanted to do that and see how long I could go with it. I could go longer. <laughs> Chris in the chat is asking, uh, "Does that guy like David Lee Roth?" <laughs> totally. So. <sounds laughs> All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. We're going to be talking about the Bolo Day Super because, of course, that is coming up this weekend on Sunday when the Denver... Sarah. Super Bowl? Kitty Bowl? Puppy Bowl? You didn't listen to a single word I said, did you? No. 
Can we can we do it again? I listen to everything you say with bated breath. Not a single word that I said. Did, did you know you that DCU to? was based on? Uh, that, by the way, I really don't think that's true. <laughs> but we'll, we'll I know you don't it. think it's true. You said that many times. I, I, Coming up this weekend will be, of course, the Bolo de Super, which will feature the team's Denver, Sarah. Broncos. Versus the... Carolina Panthers. There we go. Carolina Panthers. All right. And uh, we've got some some news associated with them. Uh, First up is this. There was an accident in San Francisco on Monday night. Dun, dun, dun. So, uh... So the the Super Bowl is taking place in Santa Clara, which is a suburb of San Francisco. I've been reading about it. It's actually closer to San Jose, but blah, blah, blah. That's where the 49ers play. That's where they have their brand new Levi's Stadium. Ooh. And so that is where it's going to be at. Um, And the Broncos bus was involved in a multiple car accident. So the Broncos were leaving practice. They have uh, three buses to take the full team back, and they get a police escort, you know, to get them through and get them back to where they need to be. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess they were driving back to the hotel on Monday, and there was a car that it just says another motorist refused to yield to the police escort and just got right in the way of them. And so the bus had to slam on the brakes to avoid hitting the motorist and thereby causing a pileup with the other buses, and some of the players were... Mildly hurt, and they they said at the time that you know they were banged up a little bit because I'm sure they were standing on the bus and then all of a sudden came to a slamming stop and and uh, you know fell down and stuff like that. Now it's coming out though and saying that they might have be a little more injured than they're playing up. Oh, really? Yeah, because uh, Denver coach Gary Kubiak downplayed the broadcast report Tuesday afternoon. However, it is it's being speculated that actually some of them did get kind of banged up over this thing. Well, how? What a horrible person that person is that wouldn't yield to the motorist. They, they don't explain the what's going on. Well, and then that could. I mean, but they do say, explicitly say the person would not yield. So I don't know whether weird. they turned in front of them or. Who knows? Who knows? So that's that is what's uh, what is happening. So we'll see. Perhaps though, this could be the beginnings of a giant scandal that's going to unravel. Scandal. Where secretly it was a Carolina Panther supporter. That, I don't know. I'm just making stuff up to oh. stir up things. Could be, though. Could be. I'm going to say it could be part of a giant conspiracy because Obama doesn't like Denver because of their marijuana laws. And, Not their marijuana laws. And their senator, who is a Bronco supporter. I'm going to say it was probably Obama behind the wheel that mm. didn't yield. Uh, moving on to ball talk. Speaking of the Denver Broncos, Peyton Manning. That's the old guy, right? That's that's the old guy. Is in the news right now. Well, not only for the Super Bowl, but uh, he also, if you don't, if you recall, there was a story a couple of weeks ago about whether or not he has, in fact, taken HGH during his recovery when he had a big, big injury. Do you know what HGH is? Human growth hormone. Yes. It is. I'm glad that you gave me like 10 seconds so I could try and fill in the which blanks. Which it is. Which it is I'm illegal. I'm good at Wheel of Fortune, by the way. It is illegal. There was a rumor that he had to, you know, been taking that, and he vehemently denies it. Said his wife actually had to use some, which is not illegal for her to do that. Anyway, they're saying 
here's here's the story that's in the news right now. The news was, you know, the St. Louis Rams are moving to L.A., so it's going to be the L.A. Rams now. The the Rams NFL organization is moving to, to Los Angeles starting next year. And this big rumor came out that Peyton Manning was going to go to the L.A. Rams next year. Oh. And now it's being speculated that it's not true, according to a lot of people, because he's probably just going to – I don't know why he would – Either retire this year or play another year with the Broncos. I don't know why you would go somewhere every else. Every year it seems like you'd say that he's going to... I swear, for like the six years you've been doing ball talk, every year I think it says like Peyton Manning's going to retire. Yeah, well, he, he was like, going to retire yeah. when he got... He had the huge injury where he injured his neck. And the Colts kind of cut him and they said, said their goodbyes. And then he decided to come back. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's played like the last three years, I think, with the Broncos. Something like that. Anyway, yeah, the LA, the LA Rams were rumored to be where he would be going, which would be silly on all accounts. And now it's being speculated, more scandal, that this was a cover-up to distract from the HGH story. Oh, boy. So many scandals. A lot of scandals. Lots and lots and lots of scandals. Um, okay, something else. I got two, two final things here for Ball Talk. One is this. And I actually really want to watch this. So for on Sunday when the Bolo Day Super takes place. Wait, the pup, Puppy Bowl? Oh, oh don't yes, worry. I'll be giving be my bowl. own. I'll give my own. Sports are they still doing week? the Puppy Bowl or is it a Kitty Bowl now? Damn straight they are. Yeah, well. Well, there are two rival bowls. We'll, we'll get into it at a later date as it gets closer. All right. Well, whatever. There's that that's happening. There's also something else that's happening. It's kind of in the tradition that used to, uh, along the lines of what used to happen, only, only even bigger. Like, back in the day, all the other networks would try to put together their own halftime shows to get people to switch away from Bolo Day Super. I remember, I remember In Living Color did it. Mm-hmm. Beavis and Butthead did it. Um, they were always great, because I always preferred to watch those. So I what would was switch the one over. on MTV with the claymation, the... Oh, um... The Deathmatch. Celebrity Deathmatch. Yeah, Celebrity Deathmatch death would do it. They used to do those, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So all of them would do it. Well, now there's something else that's going to be happening. And I'm just finding out about this, but it's so exciting. I wanted to, wanted to put it out there. We all know Key and Peel. Key and Peel. If you haven't watched their show. It's, oh, they're or, goddamn hilarious. I mean, yeah, their show, just everything either one of them do is just gold. Like, they, they're, they can't miss, really. Mm. Like, they're, they're always fucking hilarious, no matter what they do, either together or, or solo. And they're doing something. One of their... Two of their characters are Lee and Morris, who are commentators. It's you just got to look it up. Just look up Lee and Morris, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Well, they're as those two characters are going to be doing live commentary during the game, streaming online. Wow! During the game, they're um, going so to be doing this. I'm going to be watching the Super Bowl, not the Super Bowl, Super Bowl commercials, mm-hmm. the Puppy Bowl, and yeah. Key and Peel all at yeah. the same time. All yeah. right, the Key and Peel thing, I. I really want to listen to their commentary on the Super Bowl because they play these two characters who really don't know anything about sports either. So it's I, it's it's going to be gold. Mm. It's going to be gold. So I just want to make sure people were aware of that. And also, finally, in ball talk, we've got this. Yesterday, I played something for the Broncos fans. You know, the Broncos fans oh, were clamoring. Going- Clamoring, You're breaking people's spirits, Greg. For that Broncos rap, well, we're bringing him back. Here's the Carolina rapper. 
Ah, oh, damn it. Even was, your computer doesn't want to so, play. So, that, was, that was just so anticlimactic. Here he is, Cat Woodby. Oh, I remember this one. Our offense and defense, so intense. Your team will be the losers if you got a lick of sense. You dig the NFL, my lyrics and my rhymes. You eat up what I'm saying, spit and fly, hip-hop lines. Lightning fast, big black cats, panthers kicking ass. Yo, with the TD or a field goal. Gonna get that W, dominate the foe. Wait, what is that chorus? I want to remember that for Sunday. No, 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 the big black... Uh, big black, black big cats, cats kicking kickin ass. ass. Yeah. Something like that. I really want, I think one of the halftime shows should be this guy battling the Broncos rapper, the Mad Fanatic. Ked Woodley versus the Mad Fanatic. Maybe they'd both panic, pee themselves, and then like run away. The Mad Fanatic would probably. The the Mad Fanatic. I don't know. I, I really want to see that. Somebody needs to make that happen. A rap battle between those two. My money might go on Ked. Ked's got the passion behind it. <laughs> well, there we go. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Ked with me. Rah, rah, rah. That's my favorite part. You don't need to do that. Rah, rah, rah. That's quite not necessary. Why are you being mean to Keelan? You're like breaking his spirit. I think one of these days, like, he jokes about it, and then one of these days, you really are. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503 I tried, Keelan. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Fun Imp Radio. And on Facebook, where we are, Fun Employment Radio. And subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, and all those places to the podcast. Subscribe to the live stream at funemploymentradio.com slash subscribe. Because when you subscribe, it's not just a, sub- a subscription to the live stream. It's a subscription to our archives. Mm-hmm. It's a way that you can uh, you know, monetarily support us. Mm-hmm. We're grateful for it. Yep. We do appreciate it greatly. My microphone smells weird. That's your own problem. No. That's who uses that microphone? You do. Five days a week. I don't know. You could be moving around the windscreens. Yes. It, you after know, you after you leave, screen. I come in here where I come in here early so I can move the windscreens. I don't know. You're kind of sneaky like that. I can see you doing that. I'm not moving the. Why are you changing the windscreens around, Greg? Which one gets Greg's hot breath today? We'll find out. Thank you so much, everyone. We appreciate all of you. We do. uh, Tomorrow's show, if you are a live subscriber, of course, will be earlier because um, I will be... Well, because it will be. It'll be at noon tomorrow. At noon? Noon o'clock. Noon o'clock tomorrow on Thursday. Otherwise, coming up later today, we'll be Geek in the City live here on the Fun Employment Radio Network. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Bye, friends. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.